old-fashioned way. Practicing good medicine is based in listening to... You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. You're listening to America's Web Radio. And now time for the Classic Car Show with Steve Ronaldo and Jim Weber. Steve Moskowitz. And we welcome him, as always. We appreciate him showing up or being here at the round table, although he's in Pennsylvania. But anyway, Steve, welcome to the show. Hey, my pleasure, guys. Good morning, Steve. How are you doing? Good morning. Good morning. Morning, Steve. Good morning, guys. Well, I guess the, the uh, first of all, we're going to tell everybody who you are. You're the executive director of Antique Automobile Club, which is the, the largest uh, antique car club in the United States and could even be the biggest one in the world, right? Yeah, true antique car club. That true antique car, yeah. yeah. And you guys just had a uh, uh, one of the premier events in the United States at Hershey, correct? Yeah, we just had uh, the Elegance at Hershey, which is a um, unique concourse. It's uh, devoted only to 75 cars, and um, they are very carefully curated, and they're pretty pretty phenomenal group of cars. And we had two days of hill climb racing at a very famous hill climb course on the back of the Hotel Hershey. And um, we had everything, unfortunately, including rain. On oh. oh, no. Yeah. Did, did you run the hill climb with your car? Yeah, I, I, I did, <laughs> or I attempted to anyway. Tell, now, tell our listeners what you have. Uh, I, I, I have a pretty unique car. You do? It's a 41 Oldsmobile. does not look like a 41 Oldsmobile. <laughs> uh, it looks more like a uh, Lotus 7 on steroids. Uh, custom body, built in 1958 uh, in upstate New York by a serviceman who came back from the war and, and <clears throat> saw the sports cars in Europe and said, well, I can build one of them. And and he built this thing uh, like a lot of other servicemen did, and uh, eventually it had a 303 Olds engine out of a 5298 and a 63 Corvette transmission in it, and it raced extensively on the East Coast and hill climbs and at Watkins Glen. Got a really nice history behind it. And actually, the man that that uh, took the most wins with the car is still alive, and he comes out to watch me race. So it's a, it's a very cool, very yeah. cool, warm, warm feeling kind of thing when I get in the car and see him over there. What uh, what was the name of the special? What did they call it? Well, <laughs> it, it was a really tough name to come up with. They call it the old special. Okay, <laughs> all right. And can you tell us the name of the builder? Uh, the, the original builder was West Foot, and the guy that raced it. For most of the career, was a guy by the name of Nick Rizzo from Anianta, New York. Okay, Anianta was the home of the MG Car Club, Newtson for a yeah, while. Yeah, Dickie Newtson. Yeah, yeah. And uh, are you from that area, Steve? Uh, no, okay. I'm originally from the Berkshires in Massachusetts, but uh, okay, I have been looking for a Oldsmobile race car with with real history to it, and been looking for. 20 years for the, for the car that I could afford and, and was the right car. And this thing just came available, and uh, I knew the car and me, uh, we were meant to be together. So uh, so we uh, jumped into it, and I'm, I'm, having, I'm having the proverbial more fun than the barrel of monkeys with this car. Well, that's neat. 
especially when you find old cars like yeah, that. Yeah, have you gone to any other any, any other hill climbs? With yeah, that? I've done a few. I'm really excited about this summer, uh, August twelfth uh, in Vermont. Uh, uh, Mount Equinox, which is a uh, five-mile hill climb wow. with uh, about oh. 40 turns in it and stretches where you can put your foot all the way to the floor. And uh, I am I am on pins and needles waiting for that race. That's going to be a heck of a lot of fun. It, it is. And, and there's a monastery at the top if you need it. It would be better if it was a nunnery. A nunnery? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm going to need everything I can get, I got to <laughs> So you still have the 303 holes in it then? Yep, yep. It's wow. a 303 with, uh, with uh, the hot rod feature of the day, uh, three Stromberg 90s. Three carburetors, yep, yep, yeah. Yeah, oh, that's great. Yeah, that's cool. That's 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 cool stuff. Who goes with you to, the, to, where, you know, to these hill climbs? You must have somebody with no, nobody's insane enough to do that. Really? Yeah. I, it, when it, when I'm here locally, uh, there's usually a few guys to came out, come out. And this year at the Hershey Hill climb, we had a bunch of students from Penn Tech uh, College, and and they were around me. In fact, one kid just stayed with me the whole weekend, and a uh, very nice young man, and and was a big help to me because I. I ended up having a little bit of a mechanical difficulty, but we got it repaired and, and uh, finished out uh, strong racing for the rest of the week. Yeah, they have, they have a good program at Penn College. Yep, they do. Yeah. They have, was your friend Wayne Carini there running the uh, little Volkswagen Special? Uh, he, he he sold that car. Oh, did he? Um, he was there. He brought two cars. He bought a, a Jaguar that he just bought, an SS100, and then he also brought... Uh, uh, some type of Italian uh, sports car that I can't even pronounce. In fact, as I look out the window of my office, it's sitting in my trailer because he left it here with me, which, which he may not get it back. I told him possession is nine tenths of the law. Yeah, I yeah. remember what, that. What some, wait, probably one of the what the strangulati, Stranguli- yeah, Strangulati, or yeah, yeah some yeah, yeah some weird thing like that, or a, yeah. or a Tarashi or a Fashetti. Or that one that Pat had, that other weird one. Oh, uh, it, it's, it's the Stang, Stangolingo, Wingle, Dingle. Yeah, Stangolingo. Yeah, it's one of those things. Now, did Roger Barr come down with him to support him? Uh, no, he came, he came down on his own. Ah, okay. All yeah. Because right. Roger's quite a character, too. Yes, he is. Yeah. Well, yeah. who won the who won the hill climb? Um, we, in, in VS. CCA, which is Vintage Sports Car Club of America, they're really not into winning, and they don't push that deal. But the uh, the chairman chairman of the the event, Stefan Bapa, uh, he was the fastest for the weekend, and good. And uh, he he really he really flew. What was he in a Cat Allard or something like no, that? No, he's in, he's in a modified. Um, uh, Saab Sonnet, that uh, special body, had a, a 6.7 rear end on the thing. Wow. It, 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 it was like a rocket ship going yeah. up there. I mean, I'll bet it, you that guy in Jamestown built that car. Oh, um, The Sonnet. Yeah, yeah. yeah um, uh, I know who you mean. He had the Saab dealership. Yeah, because he raced Alphas before yeah. he became yeah. a Saab dealer. There was a guy in Jamestown, New York. It was Mr. Saab in the United States. He, he was unbelievable. He'd go to the runoffs with the car, and let, all I can say is most of his stuff was chop-channeled and sectioned. 
But it was, he was the smoky eunuch at Jamestown when it came to sobs. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, that's that's okay. <laughs> All right. Well, let's talk about the seventy-five cars you had there. Uh boy. Um, well, uh, we, let me ask you this first: Do you still display them in the gardens? Oh, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. that has to be the most beautiful concord in the world. Uh, it, it is. It is right up there. Um, very uniquely, they are. They're all placed. They're not placed in classes. They're they're in this Italian garden setting of the world famous Hotel Hershey, um, and the cars are just interspersed with with some attention to what's going to look best and the space that's provided. But um, you know, you'll you'll walk and see a one amazing brass car, and right next to it will be a Bugatti. And and this year. Uh, Man, this this year it was just kind of off the charts. We we had five Bugattis that were supposed to be there. One one did not make it, but uh, four Bugattis on a seventy-five car field is is pretty extraordinary. Yes, they're they yeah. all all different body styles. We had a couple Delahays. We had a couple Delages. We mm. had uh, an amazing Stutz. Uh, uh, just. Uh, uh, Duesenbergs, we had we had the car that won best of show last last year at Amelia Island, and we also had the famous Lauren Hutton um, Roadster mm-hmm. uh, uh, here too. So we had a whole bunch of cars that have won best of show at Concours all over the country. So uh, when it came time to choosing the the final winner, uh, that was a dogfight. <laughs> okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And dare I ask, who won? Uh, um, the best of show was a Bugatti uh, owned by Dr. Work- Workman in Florida. Um, stunning, stunning automobile uh, with just perfect lines. All black car, and I, I personally spent a little bit of time on the car, and it, it absolutely was flawless, and it just was amazing. And and interestingly enough, the caretaker of the car um, left it out there in the rain and uh, didn't worry about covering it up. And, you know, at the end of the day, I was standing with him, and the car was sitting there with droplets of rain all over it. And it looked just as stunning with the rain on it as it mm. did when it was cleaned up in early in the morning. No, no car went into a lake, did it? <laughs> no, that owner was with us with a with a couple cars. But uh, <laughs> we, we, we have a couple ponds there, but... Um, Park him near the water and yeah. see what he thinks. Yeah. What what cars did Ralph bring? A um, couple Packards. Well, of course, that's yeah. that's always uh, that. Uh, you know, Ralph has brought a couple different other cars before, but uh, he's always bringing a great Packard. He's you know he's got enough to to keep bringing different cars for many years, and and he brought his uh, Packard uh, race car creation. Yes, uh, and. Him and Wayne uh, tried to recreate their uh, their grudge match from last year, which failed because Wayne's car broke down <laughs> again. And, uh, and so they had their grudge match during our hill climb, and that was a lot of fun because the whole idea was whoever lost had to wear the pink slip. And, yeah. Um, and I think you can guess who might have lost, and oh, yeah. uh, he had to put on a pink slip, and it'll be on Karini's show, which is now going to be an hour-long show. Yes. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. It starts I, Tuesday night. 
Yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. That's good. Because yeah. they really get that, that velocity stuff's gotten pretty weird, some of the stuff they have on there. <laughs> yeah, well, it's nice to have some real stuff. Yeah. 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 Steve, who, do you remember who built the body on that uh, Bugatti, and was it a Type 57? Yeah, it was a Type 57, and, you know, I'm, I'm embarrassed to say I got about 300 programs sitting here in this office, and I'm looking around for one to make sure I, I, I don't misspeak, and and it's uh, it's uh, it's not anywhere near in front of me. Okay, I, I was just curious, but West is going to have, I'm sure, an excellent yeah. uh, presentation in the magazine. So. Yeah, yeah, and it's uh, when you see the car, I mean, it's... Uh, I was standing next to two pretty famous guys in in the hobby, and the one guy turned to uh, the car owner of the Duesenberg and and says to him, "Well, you ain't got a chance." Oh, jeez! He, he says, "There's no way in hell you're beating this Bugatti," and um, it turned out that was that was the case. I, but, I, uh, um, it's just it's a so long body style it's very swoopy and just just gorgeous yeah. how does somebody get selected or or how do they get selected to participate uh two ways we have a small committee that that looks for cars that we want to to have and then people can self-nominate they can go to our website and and um, try to enter but a lot of it's just being at other concours, talking to other car owners, and getting to know the people with the kinds of cars that uh, that we that we won't, that we'd like to see, and um, we're fortunate to have uh, several AACA owners who had some pretty unique cars. The People's Choice was the uh, little giant Jitney bus that Steve you might have seen in the past. It's, yeah, the owner dresses up in a in a bus driver's outfit. It's a brass era. Um, little giant with extraordinary colors, and um, and that turned out to be the people's choice. So it was kind of neat for us to see. Yeah, well, that's a, that. It, it is. A, I, you know, uh, everybody talks a lot about that. And then we come back after the break. We have uh, uh, let's we leave that and get into what's going on with AACA stuff and what's going on in the hobby. Right. Uh, we'll be 35 right years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. 
You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to America's Web Radio and the Classic Car Show and our very special guest, Mr. AACA himself, Executive Director of AACA, Mr. Steve Moskowitz. Steve, we appreciate you joining us this morning. Well, I'm happy to do, and now I have an answer for you on the the Type 57 S Bugatti. It was a Gangloff body. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. What does Gangloff. that mean? Well, Gangloff was a coach builder. Suchik built bodies for Goni Falashi, Gangloff, James Young. I used to date Linda Fushoshi. Fofohoshi. <laughs> you mean Fagoni Falashi? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was just waiting for that to happen. Yeah, I know. You know, I you know. know and he, he really needs a caregiver, but there's nobody Not qualified. as much as I did about a few weeks ago, yeah. but that's okay. Uh, so what's what's going on with AACA? Uh, are there, let's talk about the building first, the new headquarters building. What's happening there? Well, we're, we're, we're slowly getting moving forward. Um, uh, we've had a little problem. We, we want to do a little something more exciting with the with the fascia of the building, and uh, we had gotten a couple architectural studies which we didn't like, and so. But we th- we think we're now on to uh, uh, the right concept and should have drawings here in the next uh, seven days, and um, just finished the um, the creative for the fundraising um, brochure that we're going to be putting out. So we'll be. We'll be begging for money very shortly uh, in every way we can and uh, starting to award uh, a contract to the design-build team to, to get it going. But uh, in the meantime, we're, we're super excited, and we've got the interior pretty well designed as far as a, a layout that, that we think will, will help meet the needs of the club and meet its future growth and, and have enough space for our staff to to be even more productive than they already are. Can you tell? Can you tell everybody sort of what's going to? You were talking about the inside. What, what's going to be inside? Uh, what are you going to do special inside? Well, we, we when you come in, there's there's definitely going to be a display of cars, and um, we have a we have a unique opportunity with a gentleman who has collected every single model of the 1929 Oldsmobile. And that's being donated to us. And we are envisioning, whether this will actually happen, that part of the display we have will be a 29 Oldsmobile dealership uh, between what he has and the fact that uh, I've been known to have a few uh, Oldsmobile really? trinkets. Um, wow. We'll, we'll, have a, a, we'll have a nice little dealership uh, for people to see. And, and there's another... Another organization that wants to do a, a similar thing on, on the other side of the building. So, um, for sure, there's going to be car-related uh, uh, stuff all around, and uh, of course, we'll have all of our national awards uh, better displayed there. And, yeah, it, it's um, very confusing in the existing line. Um, library. Li- library is going to be going to be amazing. Uh, number one, it's going to you know, double in its size, and uh, uh, and we've you know right now we're 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 bursting at the seams and and really have uh, very little room to to put anything else in, um, and we'll have some great rooms for people to go in. We get a lot of people that are uh, 
researching and writing books and they can go into a private room by themselves and sit down with their computers and, and do their work without hearing other people in the office and we'll have an audio visual room um, we'll we'll have a kids library in there we'll have really a, good we'll, good yeah, that's that's cool yeah we're, we're gonna have a we're gonna have things the most modern opportunities to, uh, that you can imagine in a in a library and uh, Chris Ritter and our two other librarians, are, they all have their master's degree. They're all young, and they're all up on the latest and the greatest. Um, we'll have a room, uh, an audiovisual room for people to watch films. So it's going to be a, a much more interactive uh, library than it is today. And um, we have other collections that have been promised to us. So uh, we're going we're gonna to fill the new library up uh, pretty quickly. How about right. meeting rooms and meeting spaces? So, yep. like, you know, some one of the other clubs wants to have or something in a, uh, during, like, Hershey Week. Um, absolutely. Um, you know, Steve, as you know from being on our national board, uh, it's tough finding uh, meeting space for, for boards, and we will have a, a board meeting room for, for us, and, you know, maybe at, at different points in time we'll, we can make that room available to other people as well. Mm-hmm. That'd be good. That would that would that would really be good. Are you uh, so? When when is the projected opening date? I'm really I'm really interested in this. I think this is a just amazing thing you guys are doing. I think it's cool. Um, well, we take possession uh, the first quarter of next year, and you know the design is probably six to nine months in in getting done. Um, so we're we're somewhere somewhere in that area. It's not totally known to us yet because we don't know the scope of all the remodeling but you know it's it's going to be worth waiting for we've we've waited uh 70 plus years being in this building and and so we can wait a little longer but it gets more exciting every day with the six car garage that's sitting on the property and six acres and 187 parking spaces and the really we can look out our back door and and see the the fall meet is is a pretty cool thing. Yes. Yeah, that's yeah. great. That's great. I I hope you're still gonna put my my uh, donated soap dispenser in the men's room with my plaque on it. That's getting moved, right? I'd be really well. Funny if well, you didn't. absolutely. We were yeah. hoping to get a bust of you somewhere to you know. I'm not. Bu- I, what do you mean? You want me to be busted? No, no. Just oh. I mean every everybody would you know. If if not a bust, at least maybe an oil portrait of you, because I could imagine that would help double the amount it, of people. As long think. as you do it in 10W30 synthetic, I'm in. Okay. Uh, all right, this is getting way out of hand, Steve. <laughs> 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 I, I have a question. Sure. Um, AACA, the club, is also a kind of an umbrella for two or three or four other specialty clubs, if I remember rightly, is that correct? Well, not not really. We we certainly have that in our business plan that we would like to be there if those clubs want to. We do house in our library several other clubs' literature collections. So in that fashion, um, we are an umbrella. And on our website, we host a lot of. Uh, forums for other car clubs as well. And we've always looked at at us as you know being the original car club, the oldest, the one that really started the whole genre of car clubs. We we feel we have a responsibility to support anybody that wants support or needs support. Uh, we want to be there for them. This is this is not a competition. We're 
we're not trying to grow at somebody else's expense. We want to see all the car clubs successful, but if they feel that um, that we can be of service to them or they want to come under our umbrella, we've, we've said for many years uh, we are we are open to that opportunity. And, in fact, in the last few years, we've started having joint meets with other car clubs. Uh, last year, we had a really successful uh, event with the Classic Car Club of America, the first of its kind, and, and it, it was terrific. Both clubs really enjoyed it this year. Uh, they couldn't make it, so we had the Nash Car Club join us. And um, uh, next year in Auburn, uh, we have the Rolls-Royce Owners Club uh, meeting with us, and we're waiting to hear any day now of another very, very large national car club that is uh, trying to have a national tour and, and meet us uh, for the weekend at our Grand National in Auburn. Oh, really? The Grand National's in Auburn next year? Grand National's in Auburn. Yep. Wow. Yeah, and in fact, just as a little side note, I guess they're remodeling the ACD are they? building. Are yeah, they? yeah, they, yeah. Apparently, they made some changes that were wrong, and they want to bring it back to really cool the way it really was. Cool. Stays, we're gonna. I think we're gonna take an early break because I want to get into something that you and I talked about uh, the other day when when I first called um, regarding youth and the three of us here in the studio have talked about it and talked about it, but you really put a different spin on it and the definition of youth. So we're going to take a break. We'll be back right after this with Mr. Steve Moskowitz. 45 years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. My name is Kyle Hayes, a motorsports student at Alfred State College. Every year, Alfred State students compete in the Great Race, which is a cross-country time endurance rally for vintage vehicles. As you can imagine, it's pretty costly. I'm asking for your help. Your donation can make it possible for these students to live their passion and promote the vintage automobile industry. Please visit our site at give.alfredstate.edu and search Great Race to learn more and help us reach our goal. Thank you. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about antique car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And welcome back to the Classic Car Show. We've got Mr. Steve Moskowitz on from AACA. He's the Executive Director. And Steve, you and I, we got into a a long discussion the other day, and I I thought it was quite interesting in that we, I think since day one, have promoted bringing fresh blood, younger folks into the classic car industry, hobby, whatever you want to say about it. And the other day, as you and I were talking about it, uh, you brought up the fact that really when we say youth, we're looking at a generation. We're looking at 
the 30 to 45-year-old as opposed to, you know, when we've said youth, we've talked about everything from kindergarten up almost. But really the, the people that you want to get in are, are the folks that are, you know, are making a living. They've gone out. They're professionals. You want to expand on that a little bit? Yeah, this is something that's uh, concerned me greatly from day one, um, having gone to college to be a teacher in auto mechanics and, and believing in, in, in education and young people. Uh, I, I fully support all the efforts with scholarships and with uh, chapters and youth chapters in, in high schools. And, and the, our, we have a junior program for, for our club young, young members. But we've concentrated for years and years and years strictly on um, really young people and young people who uh, it's going to take them a long time before they are going to fully be able to participate in the hobby. In the meantime, we're skipping a couple of generations, and and you know from a business standpoint, that that's a problem because if we forget those people who are at the age and the income bracket and have the all the different kinds of abilities to get involved with our cars uh we could lose the whole hobby and and so we've started to think finally a little bit more about how do you get those those folks that uh you know the kids are starting to get to high school or beyond and people are starting to retire so the 30 40 50 year olds um that's the prime market for, I think, for our club. And um, you know, if we abandon them, uh, we're going to look one day and say, "Hey, we got a bunch of kids that love our love cars, but where there goes our club? We don't have one." So um, that's my personal strong point is that we've got to really reach out to those folks that um, that can more easily participate in our hobby and and not forget the young kids. Um, absolutely not, but but concentrate much more on on those that uh, can more readily become active in our hobby yeah well, you and i have talked about i know this before and because uh, i you know i was with tabitha a lot on the youth stuff uh, i i've often said i think one of the things that that it would fall right up your alley would be to start getting some articles in like the aarp magazine i think that would be a big big shot right there because those are the people you're looking for yeah absolutely um the aarp magazine we 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 would love to advertise in it but um that's at a really really hefty price and oh, is it? Um, um one of the more, more expensive uh, places to advertise but interesting enough a couple of their executives are car guys and have reached out to us about uh, attending the fall meet and so we are really supportive of starting a relationship because it could lead to what you just said, Steve, uh, getting an article uh, in their magazine and making them aware of it. Uh, and we've got a board member, Bob Parrish, who came up with the great idea uh, to offer a, a membership to retired uh, military people. And so we've started that thinking, okay, you've, you've done your 25, 30 years or whatever it is. Uh, you're coming out with a pension and you need something to do well why don't you do the car hobby and so that's a that's a small initiative but it's a step in the right direction and uh, we just need to do a, a better job uh, with all of those uh, ideas 
Yeah, I, I I agree with you. That that's that that's the it should be the main influence right now. But it was fun doing all the kid stuff I did. Uh, yeah, the kid stuff is is great and and should always continue and should always be part of us because I think uh, car owners and club members uh, have a ton of fun themselves. They get as much out of it as the kids do. So that's the ability to impart your knowledge and explain your cars to children, give them a chance to sit in the car or go for a ride in the cars. Is, is just wonderful, and it, and it should happen. Um, I've always been one to believe that uh, that the way you 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 infest, a, uh, for lack of a better word, a, a young person into our old car hobby is let them experience it. The, they're they're not going to do it just going to a car show. They've got to get in a car and go for a ride and honk a horn and and yeah. hear the sound of a car to to catch that that disease that we all have. Well, and the other thing is, a lot of those young kids, I bet, go home and tell their parents what they experienced, especially Absolutely. when the tours go by the, oh, the grade schools and stuff like that. Yeah, when we go on a tour and stop in a town, they in yeah. the, they let the schools out and, and yeah. stuff. Well, one, one of the senses that you uh, skipped over, and, and I think this is one of the things that almost, uh, I could say, hooked me in, in just engines and so forth and so on, and that's smell. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, I'm serious. I know, there, I know there's what you a, mean. There, there's just something about uh, a car, uh, uh, the the combustion, the whatever you want to say. Yeah. Uh, but there is a smell that uh, uh, it's sort of like uh, one of the things that uh, every every state in the country is making legal. Well, once you've smelled it, you know exactly what it is, and and I think it's the same way with uh, cars. Yeah. Uh, and they yeah, and they, they don't smell today like they used to. No, you know? they don't they smell made a all. cologne that yeah. smelled like old cars. I'd be wearing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we <Well>, all would. <laughs> you know that's true because smell is the only sense you can't turn off. Yeah, yeah. You can't turn it off. Yeah. You you can close your eyes. You can plug your ears. Yeah. You don't have yeah. to taste anything, but but smell. It's like the first time I went to Korea and got off the plane in near Ulsan at the Hyundai oh, factory, gosh. <laughs> and everybody said, "What's that horrible smell?" And I said, "That's water buffalo doo doo." <laughs> I said, "I remember that from Vietnam. That smell doesn't go away, brother." And it's mixed with kimchi in Korea. <laughs> well, uh, now that we've been enlightened, <laughs> the um, I, I said doo doo now. Yeah, I know. I know. It, <laughs> Steve, it brings me back. We interviewed the Middle Tennessee chapter at one time, and they had the youth working on the cars. They had a Pontiac, I think, if I remember rightly, they're restoring. Are there many chapters that do that? Yeah, we're we're getting um, a few more um, all the time, and and, and probably a little bit more exciting for me is we're, we're starting to get a little more interest in, in college chapters, and I think that mm. is, you know, yes. that's a, a really important feature for us if we can get even more of those. Uh, these are kids that um, really are, are at the stage where they're preparing for their future lives and, and, and what is important and what they like in life versus, uh, you know, when some kids today, uh, I look at my granddaughter, she's in karate she's in singing she's in play she's in everything under the sun and so she she doesn't know what she's going to stick with but uh, by the time you're in college there's a good chance that you know what what really trips your trigger so 
the more collegiate tra- chapters we get, uh, I think the better it's going to be for AACA and I, the hobby. I agree with you 100% there. And the, and the other thing is, and I hope there's an expansion of schools like McPherson that feature car restoration and Penn State and Alfred State and those and anything west of the Great River as Mr. Ronaldo calls it uh, hopefully there will be some expansion out there too Uh, that's sort of my biggest thing in life is I just still don't understand this country and our educational system where we put you know the education and emphasis is important but the jobs that are going begging are jobs that you work with your hands and jobs that you can make a six-figure income today, whereas kids are graduating every day from college with business administration and marketing degrees and can't find a job. Yes. Uh, it, ma- it makes no sense to me. Um, we got we got great jobs where you can go in and, and put your 40 hours a week in and go home to your family and enjoy your life and uh, these these jobs are, are sitting there and ready for the taking, and we have a country that's not woken up to the fact that uh, being a plumber, an electrician, a car mechanic, uh, a restoration specialist uh, is a really valuable career for somebody. And it just, it just galls the heck out of me that, that, that so many school systems are spending all their time saying, Every kid must go to college. Yeah, it must college. go to college. Yeah. Yes, yeah. You know, I think when uh, when I was getting ready to go to college, it was almost like uh, there was a bad bad vibes about being going to you were going to a tech school if you didn't go to a, a four year college or four year university, and and nobody wanted to go to a tech school. Heaven forbid, you know, and yet. If something like McPherson or Penn State or whatever had even been around back in the early 60s and and had done a good job of advertising, I, I personally, I can't say for sure, but I sure would have considered it. You know, uh, what my degree has been worthless as, uh, you know. <laughs> okay. I, you know, I, uh, and no, that's terrible, I but that's, you know, that's the way I it agree. is. I think we're and all, I, I, most of us, I know, I know Steve's got a degree in education, and he was an incredible instructor. But uh, I, I agree with you. When you get a liberal arts degree or a, something how about, like that. How about economics? Now, that, you know, there are a lot of people that are raising that. Please come come work for me because you've got a degree in agricultural economics. Yeah. That and 50 cents. Well, when you you can make a hundred thousand dollars a year, or, or more than that, as, as a welder. Can. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, and and get hired in yeah, a second, yeah, and I, enjoy it more. Yeah, yeah. My uh, plumber, the guy that's been with us for since we lived in Atlanta, he's having a problem hiring somebody. And I said, "Well, what are you paying?" And he said, "If my guy works for me, he said it's eighty thousand dollars a year if he just shows up for work forty hours a week." Now that is a smell job. No question <laughs> yeah. about it. Anyway, yeah. Steve, we've lost you. Come anyway, back to us, please. Yeah. Are the other other <laughs> other clubs or organizations that you know of doing something similar to support? What what are they doing to target this this fifty year old group? Anybody doing anything special that's working? Unfortunately, I, I don't know of it. I, I'm sure hope somebody's doing it. Um, that's another kind of a 
pet idea of mine that that I, I, I struggle with the fact that I think if we're really going to be successful as a as a hobby as a pastime that um, all of us all the car clubs all the radio shows all the TV shows um, all the insurance companies all the parts manufacturers all the car clubs we need to find a way to get behind a great effort we need to find a way that we all unified can go out and try to reach the community that that will eventually be our customers we, we all we all have the same same problem who are our future customers going to be and you know if if we pick at at this idea and and ccca picks at it and horseless carriage picks at it and everybody's picking at it in their own little way it's it's just like uh you know the raindrops in in the ocean it's just not going to make that much of a difference and i think the problem is big enough that that we need a concerted marketing effort a concerted outreach effort to somehow find a way to to make the everyone understand what an amazing hobby we have and and the the value in, in being a part of it and the fun and and the so many different varied activities that you have, whether it's going to car shows or whether it's working on the cars yourself and getting that satisfaction or going on tours and visiting all the amazing places that our car tours go. Um, you know, somehow somehow we've got to start working together on this as a, yeah, that's as a, a team. You know, Tough call. Steve, you just, call. Uh, Steve, you just gave me an idea, and I don't know where it would go or whatever, but... Um, what if we promoted a thing called Car Buddy or something like that, and where if I had a Model A, but you know, at, at my tender age, I'm getting older than dirt, and it would be nice to have somebody to help me work on it, or if I, or if somebody has something that they need a, a friend to help them, you know, put together like interests or put together maybe people that have never don't know what a Allen wrench is or don't know what a Oklahoma socket is, but uh, you know that they could work together on on doing something and and maybe run it through clubs, but find a car buddy that you can work with, you know. Yeah, I mean, that's a, that's a that's a great idea. Uh, you know, giving back. Uh, I think any of us that have ever experienced helping somebody with their car or or, or watching them as you're explaining your car and seeing the light go off and. Seeing the smile on their faces—that doesn't—that doesn't get get you feeling good all inside. Uh, nothing in the world will. And and I get to see by the virtue of this job, traveling around the country, a, little, uh, a few instances where 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 a, a a member and is mentoring some younger person, and it's just great to see. It's it's just a, a real feel good story and. Um, you know, we we all know that, particularly the the younger people today, and and even older people, you, you got to experience something before you really yep. fall in love with them. And uh, going going down the road in an old car uh, is a, a very special feeling. As take you guys take know. a kid to a car show. That was a great program. I don't know what happened to that, but I really liked that a lot. Well, it's still out there, Steve. Um, I have a little disagreement with you on that program. In fact, uh, I was pretty vocal about it when with SEMA and when I was on the Armo Council. It, it sounds like a great program, but 
but let's look at what's happened in the past with take a kid to a car show you you bring a kid to a car show and then some old geezer steve moskowitz has got his car there he's got signs all over it don't, don't touch, touch my don't car touch. Yeah. and you, you want to turn somebody off for the rest of his life yeah, yeah don't touch yeah. don't don't touch my car and um if you can take a kid to a car show and then have three or four or five cars and before i leave aac i hope that happens that we have a group of cars there that kids can, can get, get in and go for exactly, a quick little ride exactly. or honk a horn or do something it, 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 just just being at a show may have been enough for for me and a few others but i think i think the world today uh, uh, these kids are yeah. uh, much more active and they got a they got a fe- feel and and experience. I'll, uh, I'll tell you a real quick story. We're gonna oh. we're gonna have to take a break right quick. We'll be back with uh, the classic car show right after this. Forty five years of experience is behind the most trusted name in auto transportation. Passport Transport, the first and finest today. That's why Passport Transport is the preferred auto transport for major auto manufacturers, concours, museums, tours, and collectors, and should be your choice from across the state to across the country. When you have the need, go to PassportTransport.com and enjoy the peace of mind referenced experience will give you. Passport Transport. This is Lawyer Liz. Join me each week as we discuss drones, the Internet of Things, and all the technology in between. It's Buzz Off with Lawyer Liz, Wednesdays at 2. Hi, this is Steve Ronaldo, host of the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio. Uh, just talking to you about anti-car insurance. I think that uh, if you're looking for the best coverage for your classic car, consider J.C. Taylor Insurance. They've been our my insurer for years in this hobby and have the top rating of every, all of the insurance companies in the hobby. When you get ready for insurance, call J.C. Taylor or visit jctaylor.com on the Internet. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening. And we're back on the Classic Car Show on America's Web Radio with our special guest, Mr. Steve Moskowitz, from the Executive Director of AACA. And I, Steve, I want to throw out one other thing uh, regarding getting new blood into the hobby, and that is if whoever's listening, whether they're listening uh, as we're speaking now or listening to the show that's archived and listening to it, who knows when, tomorrow, the next day, or five years from now, whenever you're listening to it, if you have an idea, or you all and your club are doing something special, or you just have something you want to get off your chest, well, you can contact me, David, at americaswebradio.com. Well, let's talk about it. Maybe it'll be a radio show, or maybe it'll be uh, an idea that we can pass on to uh, Steve or, or the appropriate place. But if uh, you've heard what we're talking about, and it's like any, um, you know, the, the AECA or the classic car hobby is not by itself looking for people that are in their mid to late 30s on up to their 50s and early 60s. Um, we can't skip over that generation or those two or three generations, actually. So anyway, let's get back to uh, Mr. Yeah, Moskowitz. Yeah. And, uh, Let me tell you a, a quick story about what you were talking about. There's a large megachurch here that has an annual car show they call Holy Smoke. 
And uh, I brought the Model T down there. Uh, Brenda and I came down, and we were letting anybody that wants sit in the the T would beep the horn, and their their people are taking pictures of the their kids in the car, and the wives are taking pictures of their all this stuff. Even the even the 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 preacher, the head preacher of this church, came in, and and he they used that as a cover of their bulletin. But I had some guy come over with the. I was either the, you know, the Porsche Club or something, and he says, we've been discussing what you're doing, and we don't think it's appropriate for you to allow children to sit in your car because they might think they can sit in every other car. So I brought you this do not touch sign. And I asked the guy, I said, well, uh, how did you get your car here? He said, well, I drove it, of course. And I said, well, what's the difference between a kid sitting in my car and you driving your car other than the size of the ass? And he got mad and took his sign and left. <laughs> so, oh anyway, another thing that I'm interested in, and I know you have a pulse on this because you you know these people. One of the things I think is happening in this hobby, I think the, the price of cars, antique cars, is coming down. And I think that, that other than special cars, and I'm not talking about Duesenberg, but I'm talking about Model A's and MGB's and... You know, stuff, Plymouth four-door sedans that Uncle Uncle Louis used to have. And I think that's going to help the hobby, too. I think as this becomes more, because the first thing, I'm driving my Model A, and somebody comes over and says, boy, I'll bet you that car costs $100,000. And as they become more affordable, I can see the hobby benefiting a lot from that. Yeah, I absolutely agree with you, Steve. I think the biggest misnomer out there is the fact that there aren't affordable cars for a family to uh, get into the hobby and there are lots of them out there now um, this, this is really a good time to to get a really great car at a, at a, a real reasonable price so um, no time like the present plus, plus I think one, one thing that's always overlooked with that statement too Steve is the fact that today probably more so and better than ever one thing that would scare me initially about, oh, I'm going to buy a Model A or what, oh, my God, if it breaks down, what am I going to do to get a part? And yet parts are available. They may not be uh, original equipment manufacturer parts, but parts are available to keep almost anything on the road, correct? Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a huge Model A fan. I think they're great and all that stuff, I mean, for me personally. But for a car that I would recommend to anybody starting in the hobby, I'd jump all over telling them to uh, look into a, a Model A because everything is available for I mean everything there's not a part that's not available for a Model A and so all all the par- parts are there all the knowledge is there all the other people to help you if you have any questions are out there and, and it's a great reliable car that you can have a lot of fun with with your family so uh, that's a, it's a great and great, it looks cool yep yeah, yeah, absolutely and it looks cool. So what do you see if the, the future, because uh, I know you know these guys real well, the, the auction guys. What do you see as the, the future price stuff? And I, I get away from the, like a Ferrari, and even those things are coming down. Uh, Porsche, you know, that kind of stuff. What do you, what do you see is going on with the, the price of cars and the, the auction business? Because I know you have your finger on that. Well, my my conversations with all of them, they're still very bullish on on the the future. A great car, it comes down to a great car. Like they've got a Ferrari that uh, 
may set a, a world record price that's going to go up uh, for sale at RM in, in uh, uh, Monterey and Pebble Beach. Um, those cars are still in huge demand, bringing insane amounts of money. You know, I think before it's all over, we're going to see a $100 million car, which is really? just just almost impossible to to think of we've already had a 70 million dollar car change hands really but the 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 interesting thing is to watch the the pricing on the 20s and 30s and those cars have definitely come down and i've got a feeling they're going to still continue to come down um i've got a couple of those cars and i've had to reevaluate what i think they're worth because I don't think they're worth what I what I've got into them, what I paid for them. It's just uh, um, it's kind of a soft market there. But but a great car today of of any kind. It doesn't necessarily have to be a full classic or anything else. A car that's got a lot of eye appeal and and got enough power for people to go out and enjoy it still commands a pretty good price. Um, it's going to be interesting to see how this all plays out in, in the coming years. Um, but uh, if I if I if I really knew the answer to all this stuff, I'd, I'd probably get in a different business here and start collecting all the cars that I knew are going to be worth a small fortune somewhere down the road. But um, that one, I think, is, is is going to be a kind of interesting thing to watch. Yeah, I, I I know a lot of the guys are are saying they have X amount in in. Uh, Something and when they go to sell it, they paid back thirty years ago. Uh, some of the brassier cars were just outrageous, and now you can buy some just dynamite brass cars for you know thirty, forty, fifty thousand dollars. I know that's a lot of money for a lot of people, but I, they they're half of what they were. Yeah, it, and it's not so long ago we were watching almost near record prices for sixty horsepower brass era cars and and that's come down significantly lately for the most part so um everything may be a little bit cyclical you could hope for the seller's sake that they return back to to strong prices but uh, as you said steve there's now seeing people uh, able to find some cars that uh, are more afford- affordable um, that's a good sign too, because sure. we're, you know we're all caretakers of these cars. We we only own, own them for a short time, and then somebody else. Is sure, and them, and, so. and our our age, you know, the sixty, seventy, eighty year old that that antique cars to them represent cars with running boards and fenders. Uh, you know, we're 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 not they're going to be doing a lot more and doing stuff and now it's moved even i think it's moved past the the 50s i think it's into the 60s and 70s and 80s stuff now is is where the the stuff is happening yeah there's, there's certainly uh you just look at aca national meets and and what's in the different classes and the the 60s and 70s uh, continue to become uh, very very popular so it's uh you know things change what, what, oh, go ahead. No, no, just the the thing that, that I keep thinking about and going back to is this one chapter that's got, I think, a 53 Pontiac four-door sedan and, and the uniqueness of that. And people don't realize that. There was a lot of Art Deco parts to these cars, especially General Motors cars in the 50s. And those cars are stunning, and you can drive them 
I mean, you, you get in the car and go to the West Coast if you want in those cars and not have an issue. And look, look you know this probably better than I do, Steve. Early Oldsmobiles had air conditioning in, in the 50s. Did they have XM? No, it didn't oh. have XM. Okay. But uh, you remember the old glass tubes coming through the back window oh, yeah. when the yeah. unit was in the trunk? Yeah. You know, yeah. I, I thought about something else that that uh, the classic car hobby does, and I don't know of anything else that does this. And I'll ask Steve across the, across the table from me, have you ever taken out any of your cars, ever, and somebody walking down the street doesn't wave at you? No, it happens all the time, Nate. I mean, you're driving, especially the old cars, I've I've caused accidents. People are looking at the old car and smack right into somebody. I mean, <laughs> but I mean, this this we ought to some way you ought to promote. You want to wave by a Model A, you know? I mean, everybody waves at the driver of a classic car, be it a well, you know. I've also been told I'm number one too. <laughs> yeah, well, well, that's bad. that you might have been tying up that's traffic or something. But. Steve, I meant every word of it. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I don't know of a hobby that gets more waves than the classic car hobby. Uh, no. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a great it, hobby. It, it's hard to not smile when you're driving, and it's hard to not feel good because. People are reacting to your vehicle, love your car, honking at you, everything. Yeah. It, it makes people's days better seeing some of these old cars on the highway. You know, yeah. Fortunately, I live in Hershey, and you know, I see an antique car going down the road almost 12 months a year, and, and you, you really get to see how people react to it and how much they enjoy yeah. it. And, and Hershey's coming. Hershey is coming. With that being said, Steve, I want to thank you for being on the Classic Car Show again, and we look forward to the next time you'll grace us with your presence and your knowledge of the industry and what's going on at AACA. Guys, it's always great yeah. talking. Check the website, aaca.org. It's a great website. And thanks again, Steve, for everything you do for the hobby. Uh, it's my pleasure, guys. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank thanks. you. You too. You're listening to America's Web Radio on the AmericasBroadcastNetwork.com. Thank you for listening.